What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. One of the things many of us humans are uncomfortable with out of all the hundreds of things that we're uncomfortable with, one of the things that we're uncomfortable with a lot that shows up, we don't know how to do nothing and say nothing. So we feel a need to fill the air and space with noise. All of man's troubles come from his inability to sit quietly in a room by himself. One of the ways we cope with that silence especially in the presence of someone else, is to fill it with small talk or just mindless chatter. We consider that a form of bonding. And the closer we actually feel to that person, the conversations between the real conversations, the noise that is, tends to get more and more filled with venting. As we become more intimate with someone we tend to feel more comfortable sharing things in our lives with them, which seems natural. And a huge part of that is healthy and necessary for true bonding. But again, in those silent moments, the moments not filled up with what makes up the real meat of our relationship, we fill those moments with noise. And it's age-old wisdom that's frequently not followed, which is to not speak unless it improves upon the silence. And we violate this in so many aspects of our lives. From the noise to our own need to have the last word, we violate speaking when it does not improve upon the silence. So regardless, this combination of growing intimacy And not knowing how to handle the silences results in meaningless conversation. A lot of when not filled up with small talk or pop culture is filled up with casual complaining, venting, judging. Again, all these things that we confuse with real bonding. And the longer we continue that pattern with a specific person, the more likely we are to come back and make more of the bulk of our conversations now with that person as an outlet to complain and vent. That relationship starts to become an outlet for us. That's what we consider intimacy with a person. In a way, feeling and feigning bonding. But at what price? And on what basis? A deep one? Do both of you really think you're serving each other if all you do is serve as a place for each other to share each other's misery? Does that sound like an evolved relationship? Wouldn't one of you need to occasionally break that pattern with transcending wisdom that short circuits this humanness both of you express that you're all stuck in for that to really be a healthy relationship, a healthy conversation? One of you transcending that complaining with some wisdom? Okay, let's clearly talk about what I'm really saying here. Something I witness also in myself very much. There are many times, if given the audience, 
if having someone on the phone, for example, like a close friend, the emotions are magnified and put on display. Nothing like they would be if I was alone without an audience. Meaning just the mere act of having them on the phone or being in their presence, I feel the need to narrate through what I am experiencing currently and feel the need to comment on it. And any frustrations I may encounter, for example, become magnified. And again, given the audience, I express it loudly, which then makes me subsequently feel it more, way more than I would had I not had the audience or a reason to express it in the first place. So in a clearer way to say it, if I didn't have them on the phone to act out the emotion to, I probably wouldn't have acted it out or acted out a much dimmer version of it. Just the presence of an audience and the opportunity to explain or complain to them the circumstance by way of expression even, even if not just by words, by just acting out the frustration, makes us actually feel even more enchained to those circumstances than we would had we never had the audience to express it to in the first place. It's almost like our expression solidifies and edifies it. It validates it. And normally, it brings with it a sense of fear or an awakening of insecurities and makes them even more real because we used actual words to express them. If we didn't have someone to complain or vent to, maybe that insecurity or fear would have just been a passing thought that could have been dismissed. But because you had the other person on the phone or because you've escalated in the pattern with a relationship with someone where both of you tend to fill the silences with complaining and venting or expressing things out loud that are just better left as passing thoughts, then you will experience more anxiety and fear and more apprehension towards those things than is necessary than you would if you just left it to yourself to deal with as the situation presents itself. If you didn't think about it preemptively and express it, inventing. And honestly, it's hard to predict how you would spontaneously present yourself in any scenario. So to anticipate it, express it to someone, vent or complain about an upcoming ordeal to anyone may make it bigger than it needs to be. And then lock you into an idea of what and how you think you should be and how you should behave. And that could be different than how you would normally and organically come out and present yourself in that scenario. It's like premeditating an act. And many things in life are supposed to be left to our natural, unrehearsed selves. I'll give you an example of how this plays out for me. Maybe you can relate. I'll have a situation come up that's frustrating. Or a person in that situation who becomes a roadblock who's the source of that frustration. And a normal human being without an audience deals with 
thousands of these scenarios and these types of situations in their lives, right? And they're nothing out of the ordinary. You think about it, you worry about it, you get upset sometimes, but it all passes as you don't fixate on it in your thoughts. There's too much going on up there. It passes through your thoughts, but you don't get stuck on it. You have other things to think about. Now you're with your friends or on the phone with someone and the bulk of your conversation revolves around catching up or your shared interests and something meaningful, the reason for why you got on the phone or why you got together in the first place. Most of that is fine and dandy. Now, depending on your level of intimacy with that person, you may or may not have any silences in the middle of our conversations at all. But eventually, if you are in each other's presence long enough, the conversation will decline if there was a value per minute meter. And slowly it ventures into the zone of, well, let me tell you about my life. And let me tell you about what my boss and my husband did. Or let me tell you about this situation and how this person is getting in the way of something I'm trying to do in this situation. And now I vocalize and verbalize things that were once just passing thoughts in my head. Or maybe I have this pattern and I just look for people to complain to. But, and I've said these things before just to somebody else. But now I've made them real and tangible. I made them known. I probably opened myself up to the opinions and feedback from someone else. So I made them tangible for someone else too. And now this thing that was just a frustration, worry, fear, or a doubt that was a passing thought or some emotion that was trying to prepare me now has a life of its own and has its own momentum. And there's this concept of escalation of commitment that can get away from us too in the momentum being built in this conversation or in every time you bring up this topic, the momentum that you're adding to. So depending on the person you're venting to, both of you may come to conclusions that you feel firmer in believing which again takes away your spontaneity that the situation may require. And when and if actually put in that situation, if you don't act or behave congruent to what commitment you had escalated in prior conversations, then you might feel like a fraud or a hypocrite, or you might force that reaction and it may not be natural and you may be the guy that overreacted because you made it much bigger in your head than it actually was. The venting disconnects you from being able to go into that situation and read it accurately because you're premeditating with limited information how you should or how you would react. And then you bring somebody else into that and both of you conspire together with that limited information. And it takes away your ability to be flexible in that situation when it presents itself. The reality is that we are almost always better left to leaving ourselves the room or giving ourselves the trust to show up as organically as possible in every situation. Knowing that we will handle it as perfectly as we can in that moment. And to have zero regrets or measuring sticks outside of that. We are not meant to complain or rehearse ways in which we would act in a situation. And this is something that took me a long time to understand. 
I used to feel bad about myself because I thought I was going to express myself as angry as when I was complaining. But when confronted with the person and the reality of their interaction with me, I found myself being much softer. Which in the beginning, I used to think, well, am I just being fake? Like, am I only nice to their face because I'm being non-confrontational, which is something I'm not? And in my own thoughts, when I'm complaining to someone else, what I think is the real me, I'm much more aggressive. Why am I being fake then? And if I feel the anger and aggression inside towards that person that I have clearly expressed to someone else when complaining about that person, then I should have the guts to say it to their face the same way in that same tone. And sometimes I would. I would find myself actually doing that, which confused me even more. How come only sometimes I actually do express the aggression the way it's been played in my head and other times I completely soften up and instead that aggression is nowhere to be found? And why those times specifically? What is the key to that? And if it wasn't a misread, like I said, because I was too escalated in my commitment and I came in hot and I didn't read the situation, if, I if it wasn't me violating that, then why was I soft in some situations and actually matched the aggression that I had in my head to the one that I expressed when then I was face-to-face -face with that person. And then in a moment of honesty with myself, I realized the times I do express and pass on the unfiltered aggression, same as when venting about the person or the situation, is when the situation or person objectively deems it justified to be so. It's when I actually read the situation and that person actually deserves the same level of intensity that I had in my head anticipating it. And when I don't and soften up, it's because I actually see the human in front of me or the situation in front of me and realize I was completely wrong and misplaced in my aggression and and the discontentment that I was expressing in my complaining with them. And then I check myself. And I'm almost always nicer to someone when I'm in front of them than the way I built it up in my head. Because I'm disconnected from the humanity that they possess. It's like how we treat each other on the highway, how we treat each other's cars aggressively. If you truly connected to the son, mother, father driving behind that wheel and looked at them in their eyes, in line at the grocery store, at the doctor's office, would you really have the heart to be just as aggressive? It's the depersonalization of people through passive conversations that makes us more aggressive than we actually are or makes us act in ways that are incongruent with our character because we don't see or recognize theirs. We step outside of our humanity 
when we fail to recognize someone else's. So really, all this problem would have just gone away if I didn't start out and commit myself to some emotion towards this situation or person out loud and complaining to another human being. If I had just left it as a passing thought, if I didn't have an audience, then I would have just showed up in that situation organically and never had built up misplaced aggression for those that didn't deserve it and would have met those people and situations in their natural course and would have reacted with what was presented to me in that moment. No built up premeditated burdens towards anything or anyone. Which, believe it or not, is a very hard thing for us to do as humans, to not premeditate emotions. We like to create scenarios and find reasons to complain for quite an evolutionary reason. We invent small problems when the real ones are too big to manage. We make mountains out of molehills as casual noise, just filling up dead spaces in conversations. We make small things big problems just casually in conversations because we cannot stand the thought of not having enough problems in the first place. We invent them, magnify them, and distort others. We need to find something broken, some reason to complain, something that offends us. What weakens us is feeling offended by the deeds and misdeeds of our fellow men. Our self-importance, though, requires that we spend most of our lives offended by someone, but it weakens us. But we find it and invent it and premeditate it in our head and it takes us away from the power that we would bring to that situation organically in the recognition of a human standing in front of us. We waste half of our life's potential energy on imagined problems. And we waste the other half filling up our friends' ears about these fictitious foes imagined in our heads. That indifference you can express indirectly when casually complaining will not carry over when in a direct interaction. The more you explore and spend time in the indirect expression of your indifference, the more of a stark shift and contrast you will feel when the actual scenario presents itself and you are left to your own devices and a human standing in front of you. Chances are you will lead with your care instead. Lead with your heart as soon as you look into their eyes and connect. I love you, family. I'll see you in the next show.